is the customer always right? This is a story about ropes. My name is Stephen Pope and I'm the founder of my Amazon guy. One of our clients at my Amazon guy sells some rope for some sporting goods. It's for tie downs, that kind of stuff like boats, kayaks, you name it. Well, someone decided to leave a review with a picture on how they use this rope for Japanese sexual bondage. Now, I will not be going into said detail on that topic. This is a safe for work conversation, but you get where I'm going already. Uh, this particular listing included a photo of their five-star Amazon experience and it changed how we had to manage that product on Amazon. It immediately pushed the product into an adult category at no fault to the seller or the product. Sometimes the customer is always right. They can take your product and use it however they want to. Nothing wrong with that. But when they show up with a picture with uh, a rope tying a mannequin in uh, said adult position, it, uh, I'm really surprised, A, that review went through. Uh, and I also wondered, was that a customer or was that a competitor? I, I think in this particular instance, it was probably a customer. And they were, they, uh, they were getting a laugh or whatever. Uh, it happens. So, you know, we have employees at my Amazon guy were ticketing support, asking them to adjust this ridiculous situation. And, you know, you know how hard it is to, to remove product reviews on Amazon. It's ridiculous. Little, but, but this is the first instance where we're like, hey, Amazon, we want you to remove this nice five-star review. I'm sure it's not the common, common request they get uh, these days. So... I don't know if it was just the powerful, evil Amazon AI going through suddenly ruining our sales, right? Or if it was physically reviewed by somebody at the catalog team. Pretty unlikely, to be honest. Catalog team is pretty inundated right now. Um, and and uh, very unlikely that we're seeing, uh, seeing the breakdown from the catalog team that they could keep up with these kinds of requests. So uh, this wasn't a person who changed the, the, the product category uh, to adult from sporting goods or some nefarious um, hijacker. It, it probably was the algorithm. So, so how does a small business know how to deal with random crap like this? Uh, it's such an interesting situation to be in. Uh, got another one for you. So we had... Uh, a single mom with with kids and they had a single SKU business and they had a listing yank. So their listing went down. So that means no income for said single mom. Business is toast. So this, this happened about a month and a half ago. Um, within 24 hours of engaging us, this is when I met her, we were able to reinstate her listing. So, spoiler alert, happy ending. But, but her item was taken down for some sort of medical claim. 
that she didn't really make, but the all-powerful AI uh, went after the listing and took it down. This is a common reoccurring situation. Um, Amazon is definitely not passive income, if it ever was. Uh, you, you're seeing the algorithm fight back, take down listings, force weird situations onto your business. Uh, so we frequently will go in, we'll make an adjustment, and squeaky wheel gets the oil, so to speak, uh, to try and get these problems fixed. There, there is no playbook on unusual situations that we find ourselves in today. Uh, some additional examples. So the supplements category, very unusual amount of battling going in that category. It is cutthroat. You've got the Chinese sellers storming the market right now, making all kinds of supplements. Uh, I, I was actually on a call today with a doctor, and and you know if you want to go into supplements right now, let me tell you, your competition is steep. It's steep on the American side, and it's steep on the Chinese side. So on the American side, this doctor I spoke to, he was pulling up Chinese supplements, basically looking at them and saying, hey, these claims right here, these are inaccurate. And, and right, like I, I, I took nutrition in college. I, you know, I know I got an A in nutrition. I know my vitamin C, but there's no way I could go toe-to-toe -to -toe with a doctor talking about nutrition. And this guy just going down that supplements facts panel and saying they make this claim, but this isn't true because of X, Y, Z reasons. And, you know, we've got, you know, we actually sent this to the labs and it doesn't do what they say it does. And, and, and so that's a really weird situation to be in because that's who you're competing against. And so what do you do? Do you report your, your competitor for violating um, what you say they do? Well, that's what the Chinese are doing to us right now. We're seeing attacks against supplements um, considerably, right? So I've seen everything from, hey, this item has shark cartilage. What? 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 Who, who actually has shark cartilage in their supplements? Like, I, I know that's a banned substance, but like, really, does that, wh wh why, why is this item getting banned for shark cartilage or, or, you know, hey, this was made with meat from China or whatever it might be, medical claim, ingredient that's prohibited, that's on the FDA warning list. It, it's insane right now how many items are being attacked and, and what's going on with that. Another common complex situation you could find yourself in as an Amazon seller is when you ship items into FBA and your items check into the wrong SKU, the wrong ASIN. And, and so customers start ordering and you were supposed to ship this customer, um, I don't know, a bottle opener and they got an apple slicer. So the consumer obviously complains, your listing goes down after three or four of these complaints and Amazon blames you. And eventually they might suspend the listing, ask for a plan of action, whole nine yards. So what do you do in those situations? Well, increasingly in the last couple of months, we've actually seen Amazon willing to audit FBA inventory and move it from location A to location B. So that's the good news. So if you run into that situation, make sure you request Amazon audits the inventory, give them both ASINs, and say, hey, we believe some of ASIN B is in ASIN A. Please move 
that ASIN inventory over to ASIN B. Should, should lead to a positive result for you. Um, even if you are perfectly shipping your cases incorrectly and matching those boxes up, uh, Amazon could check in inventory into the wrong bin. It's, it has happened. More frequently though, uh, you send your shipping labels to your 3PL, your manufacturer, your wholesaler, or your warehouse employees, and they just take those labels and just print and stick, print and stick, haphazardly without reading the SKU or matching them up correctly. So be very careful when you ship stuff into FBA. Make sure that there is a level of accuracy. Have a standard operating procedure or SOP that walks through and says, hey, you got to match the case labels to the SKU specific. Because if you don't do that, Amazon might check them into the wrong product. And that would be a problem because then the consumer receives the wrong product. Your whole business is at stake here. It can lead to suspension or, or listing yanks, um, which could then lead to account-wide suspension issues. So a lot, of, a lot of problems you have to troubleshoot with that. In Amazon news today, we saw that you can now A-B test product titles on Amazon. This one's a late and coming thing. I thought they would have had it out by now. Um, so if you're listening to this podcast, go to the YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash my Amazon guy. We do have a video where we walk through how to do an A-B test on a title. Check that out. Uh, there's also A-B testing for A-plus content. Uh, what we've learned at my Amazon guy that generally speaking, uh, there is there is a propensity that a, a product grid is the most important module in A-plus content. The product grid being the comparison between your products, maybe good, better, best model, or maybe um, you got different colors of the same item. Cross-selling your items leads to increases in AOV or average order value. So big benefit there. We've also seen that uh, sales pricing, whether you use a sale coupon or a promo code, doesn't matter. If you just lower your price and it's the lowest price it's been in 30 days, Amazon will display that with a strikethrough price in a new way that shows up in search results as well as your detail page. And that's really interesting because that could increase your conversion rate. So let's say you were selling something at 15 bucks, you lower it down to 13.99. Hey, that's 7% off. And they actually put a badge on there that says lowest price in 30 days, smack dab on it. Very interesting to see. We got a video on that as well on our YouTube channel. Go subscribe to that, check it out uh, in case you've missed that news. And last topic for our podcast today is IPI and shipping. So if you're over that shipping storage limit they allotted you, after you didn't get that 500 IPI score, you might want to go check to see how much overage you might have. It can be pretty hefty. It's like 10 bucks a cubic square foot per month on overage, and that could add up to thousands of dollars. Um, we've only seen that hit one account so far uh, in August of 2020, but we have seen this um, happen to sellers before over the, over the course of the last year. Uh, it's really important to keep your inventory healthy. During Q4, it's going to be a bloodbath because there's going to be lots of stockouts, not a lot of um, not a lot of ability to seasonally increase your stock at Amazon going into that holiday season. It makes it very very difficult to run your business. Be sure to have a 3PL or a warehouse or somewhere to send that stock um, or ship it out of direct to consumer because when you do stock out at FBA, you're not going to be able to ship it in quick enough to restock it. And, and even, even if you could, 
you may not have the storage capacity to, to do so due to the IPI changes or index of your inventory with Amazon. So those are, those are the uh, hot ticket items to think about um, as you go about your week selling on Amazon. Pick one thing to focus on today. Take some action um, so that you can improve your Amazon sales today. Hopefully you subscribe to our podcast or channel. And let me know in the comments if you have any topics that you'd like to hear more about. Um, hey, you've been checking out those virtual bundles. Did they flop for you? They flopped for us. Those kinds of topics, we'd love to hear about them. Thanks so much for listening in. This was the My Amazon Guy podcast.